Welcome to Design Huddle, a podcast for creative professionals looking to level up. This podcast is hosted by myself, Ryan Warrender, a UX designer based in New York City, and Brendan Gross, a digital strategist for Fortune 500s. This podcast is the intersection of design, business, people, and just possibly the next big idea. We interview designers, thought leaders, co-founders, influencers, and sometimes just our friends from Instagram. If you like design, the internet, or storytelling, this just might be your new favorite podcast. We have a ton of incredible episodes and content coming out, so please subscribe. And for now, let's dive in to today's episode of Design Huddle. Let's go. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Welcome back to Design Huddle. Today, we are going to be talking about building consensus. If you're not familiar, consensus decision-making is a process. It's a creative and dynamic way of reaching an agreement between all members of a group. Instead of simply voting for an item and having the majority of the group you know, getting their way, a group using consensus is committed to finding a solution that works for everyone, actively supports them, or they can at least live with it. So we're going to get into how to build consensus. I think this comes up for anyone that's ever had to present their idea to a group, a bunch of cross-functional teams maybe, or Maybe even it's one of your clients that you work with. How do you get everybody in the room from different perspectives bought into your idea that what your solution that you're proposing is, is the best option? So we're going to dive into more of that. And if you haven't done so yet, please subscribe to Design Huddle to get more up- updates. And Brendan and I have some awesome interviews that will be dropping in later this year and early 2020. So thank you for being a part of this community. So let's dive right into it. So UX designers, program managers, product managers typically find themselves in the middle of everything and everyone. Therefore, you should really make sure that you're preparing yourselves to convince everyone in the room that your solution, that your design is the right one. There's a few different ways you can do this, but most importantly, you need to have the right reasons to back it up. So As a UX designer, you need to have the reasons to support the design and you need to have uh, what's the most important is the process of how you ended up getting there. You need to be able to defend your choices and make it very clear that this option is the best. Um, So I just one example of where I kind of have run into this is when I worked at GE, I had to make a proposal for a new customer interface. And one of the things that I kind of, this was early in my career, but one of the things I knew different stakeholders would want to see is both user research. So what are the user's demands? Like what are their expectations? Where are the current pain points within the product? And then also qualitative, um, or that was the qualitative, also quantitative stuff such as like data points. Um, You know, in terms of where users, what were the most common tasks that users were using? How can we make sure that the key um, user journeys were being prioritized? All of these things were brought up and made it very clear between creating um, an argument for why this design would work the best. 
So to put it simply, the main takeaway from that meeting was I did a ton of preparation and I really made it very clear of this is my proposal. Here's some qualitative, here's some quantitative information. And ultimately the solution worked. I had a ton of learnings from it. So a lot of this will be also reflecting on that and how I could have done it better. So in short, the takeaways from my GE experience is know your craft, do good research, have a good theory, and make sure that your data is persuasive. And the best UX designers aren't always the, you know, the the people in the room that have the best visual designs. The best UX designers, the best program managers, best product managers are the best communicators. They tailor their presentations to the correct audience and they use, you know, the right word choice and making sure that everyone is comfortable with the ideas moving forward and they can continually communicate it in an effective way. So here are a few ways to build consensus. Number one, make sure you build an agreement among stakeholders by doing good research. People are all coming in with different perspectives. You're going to have teams that are on the marketing team, the engineering team, the product team, business development, sales. It's really important to make sure that everyone feels comfortable with the idea, their perspective is being included, and that you did the research up front to make sure that all of their top questions are addressed in the presentation that you're presenting or they're baked into the design um, that you're sharing. Number two, make sure you demonstrate a clear understanding of the users, their problems, and the goals. We talk about that all the time. Good UXers are just problem solvers. They know the users better than anyone. They clearly identify the pain points that make the product tricky to use, or they come up with solutions on how to make sure that it's a seamless way to um, allow users to complete the goals that they want to accomplish. So knowing the different types of users, you could use user personas or creating different types of users that would be using the product. You could be talking about the common problems that users run into and their goals. So the example I, I like to use is that you run a retail business and you have uh, different types of mobile users. Typically they're on the go. They don't have a lot of time. So how can you give them what they need fast? So typically you would want to have a mobile website that's simple, intuitive, easy to use to help them browse, find the products that they're looking for. You know, with search, you have a really clear product category page, product detail page, and then make the checkout seamless. Very easy with like autofill or having the, you know, the um, having the checkout process be integrated. So it's you basically are using like, you know, Apple Pay or something and you can check out immediately. So these are some things to think about. And the goals of users using a mobile retail website is that they want their product, they want it fast, and they want to make sure that um, it's done securely. So those are some things that I was thinking about when presenting this um, previously. Um, the last is know your audience. I touched on this briefly, but make sure you use the right wording, the correct visuals, and the correct level of detail um, for your audience so that you know, you're not losing anyone. I think the number one thing is sometimes um, it's very easy to get into the weeds and talk way too much about, you know, getting too into the weeds where you're losing people because you're getting into such a level of detail that the audience doesn't necessarily care about. So it's finding that right balance of making sure that your solution is clear, but also making sure that you're not getting, you know, going down different rabbit holes and losing people. So um, being concise, keeping it short, I think are, are two really good examples. There's also a really good um three-step technique that I've seen a lot of consultants use that I think is great. Um, so I can summarize it and there's basically three ways to build 
Um, you can also think about this, like if you're work with, um, if you do freelancers, which we have a lot of design hustle, design huddle listeners that are freelancers, um, and you're trying to pitch your, uh, the work you do or the services, this is a good technique for you. So number one, you want to set the context S- succinctly summarize the situation. Um, again, we'll stick with the mobile web example, right? So your company, your mobile sales are struggling and you want to expand to emerging markets. Like that's the scenario that we'll, we'll use as an example. So the context to summarize the situation that I would use is that the mobile web continues to be the best place to grow your sales for your company. Short, sweet, to the point. That'd basically be my opening line of like why we're here today and what you know I can do to help. Number two is framing, making sure you're establishing a framework to help people understand the topic. Um, so the way I would do this is saying something a little bit more along the lines. This is getting into the quantitative and qualitative parts. So I would start first by setting the scene that investing in an excellent mobile website is more important than ever. It's going to be the main touch point. It's going to be the place that is the storefront that most of your users are going to be seeing. And then I would get into the current problem of that they want to expand their business to an emerging market. So due to lower infrastructure, financial restraints, and having an emerging digital market skipped the desktop internet phase and entirely moved to the mobile internet. And a good example of this is India. India is a prime example of a market with significant mobile-first online population. So it's more important than ever for you to invest in the correct mobile web design to reach these users. So that's my pitch of framing it. I'm, I'm taking the context from the first part. I'm now framing it. And the last thing you can do is kind of sprinkle in some data points that further justify why this is important. How do you drive more urgency? So we're talking about the mobile web. So these are some stats that I would use. Over the course of a year, mobile user share have increased over 10%. Millennials spend three hours and 45 minutes browsing on their mobile phones in 2019, and there are over 4 billion unique mobile internet users as of October 2019. So this shows you the why the you know where the surface is growing, the main demographic demographics that care about it, millennials, and then also the increase uh, year over year. More more and more users are coming online, and the mobile web is the first place that they start. Um, cool. And then the last is content, right? You want to connect the dots. How can you present your idea, your services as the next logical step? So basically what you did is you framed the problem, details to the problem, showing the importance of the problem and why you need to solve the problem. And then the content is connecting the dots. This is where you come in and you say, this is what I can do. This is my solution. This is how I can help you achieve your business's goals. Um, so what, how I would finish it is basically saying, you know, uh, you guys want to grow in emerging markets. You need a new mobile website. So it's abundantly clear that, you know, our team can provide X services and ensure that you have an optimized web experience for the right users. And then you could probably show some success stories of other, you know, companies or clients that you've worked with in the past to give them further justification. And then you can get more into the details. But most of the questions that you'd want to answer, you probably have already answered up to this point. So then the last, another like way to think about this is if you're an entrepreneur or you have an idea that you want to make a startup, there's kind of thinking you can also build consensus in terms of like, think of it as like a startup pitch. Um, so some questions you'd want to think about. The first is that you always want to frame the opportunity. What problem or opportunity have you identified? 
what is the solution to this problem or how can you plan to capture this opportunity? Which customer pain will you alleviate? Who's your users? How do you help them? I think that's really powerful. Um, and then what's your vis vision of the business and like, why do you care about it? Why are you passionate about it? I think this is really important to get across in like the first immediate slide is being able to answer these questions. The next is making sure that there's an actual market for it. If there's no market, then you're not going to get any investors or people interested in joining the company because they don't see the value in it. So the market is that even if you can persuade an investor that your startup is going after a real opportunity, the next hardest part is making a compelling case that this opportunity is worth a bet or an investment from them. So some things you want to think about when you're addressing the market is you want to think of things like which group of customers will you target? How big is the potential market and how fast is it growing? Who is the competition and how will your startup prevail? So these are things that you want to make sure that the market is super clear. And then last is the business model. Explain how you will ultimately make money as a startup. You, you know, doing things that, you know, does not, it's also getting into explaining how you'll generate sales, but also the cost aspect and how you're going to ultimately generate a profit. So some questions to think about here are how much will you charge customers for product and why will they pay that price? What are the variable and fixed costs of, of the company and how much profit can you generate and how many customers can you win over in what amount of time? And how do you think you'll get them to come on board? So that last question, you can kind of use the first framework to, to address that. But, um, but for entrepreneurs, startups, freelancers that you're kind of selling your idea or you're looking to get investment, I always recommend framing the opportunity, the market, and then the business model. If you can answer those three things and you can have someone being able to leave the conversation with a really good idea um, of the questions that I just, and they're kind of baked into the presentation, you're going to be in a really, really good, good place. So just to summarize, building consensus really comes down to a few things. Number one, you really want to make sure that you have a common goal. Everyone in the group needs to share a common goal. They need to be willing to work towards it. There can kind of sometimes be some people that are tougher to work with. So you need to make sure that you're not derailing the conversations and really reminding everyone why we're here, what the point of the meeting is, and what the point of the design or idea that you're presenting to everyone, what is the goal? The next is we all want to make a commitment to reaching a consensus. Everyone needs to be willing to really say, hey, we need to, there needs to be some compromises here, but we want to leave this meeting with an agreement that this is the right solution. Um, other thing is you definitely need to have some trust and openness. You need to be willing to take feedback you need to be okay with people being more critical of the idea, being able to take it, um, and also be willing to, if the idea isn't perfectly polished, being able to come back to the group after it's been further flushed out. It's not always going to be you know, the perfect fit, so you have to be willing to go back, take the feedback, and make it better the next time. Um, you also want a clear process. It's essential to have a clear process for making decisions and making sure that everyone has a shared understanding of how it works. And then you want active participation. So if you're just, you know, in a meeting and making a decision and you're the only one talking the entire you know, 30 minute meeting, chances are you're probably going to lose people. So it's really important to make sure that you have open questions and you make it uh, you make yourself approachable so that people can feel comfortable in getting their their key concerns addressed. So awesome. We just talked about building consensus, 
consensus is pretty straightforward, right? Getting everyone in the room bought in. It's a decision-making process. It's creative. It's dynamic. It's how you reach agreements in today's design and corporate world. Um, we talked about um, how UX designers need to continually focus on their communication skills, being in strong presenters to audiences, not using technical jargon, being concise, making uh, clear visuals that make your ideas kind of pop and make them clear for everyone in the room. Uh, we talked about the keys to building consensus, building agreement, demonstrating a clear understanding of your users, problems, and goals, and knowing your audience. Um, then we moved on to talking about like if you're a freelancer and you were pitching to a client and you want to increase you know, the number of people that you're, you want to get them buy-in or you want to sell your services as a web designer, um, you know, the first thing is to build context, um, succinctly summarize the situation that their client's in, uh, frame it making sure that people understand the topic and also touching on the services that you provide. And the last is the content, making sure you're connecting the dots, presenting your idea as the next logical step. They need you in order to achieve, to solve the problem that you outlined. And then we moved on talking about another group of people that are building consensus, entrepreneurs, startups, people that are looking to start a company. Um, and here it's really just important about answering the right questions, talking first about the opportunity, Next, the market. Um, who are the people you're going after? After, how are you, you know, planning on unlocking them? And then lastly, is the business model, explaining how your startup will ultimately make money, um, how will you generate sales? Getting a little bit more into the weeds, but we also talked about questions that you should be thinking about there. Uh, but yeah, that's it. Building consensus, not as hard as you thought it is. Um, quick episode this week. We have some longer interviews coming up with some truly amazing people. Uh, if you haven't checked out some of our older interviews, I highly recommend it. We're doing a combination of like UX tips and best practices, as well as interviewing a broad range of um, experts in various disciplines. So we're not just going to be just a UX podcast. We're growing to be a podcast for any creative professional looking to level up. Thank you guys for joining this episode. We'll catch you on the next one. If you haven't done so, hit that subscribe button. Thank you. Peace. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Design Huddle is a podcast that is hosted by Ryan Warner and Brendan Gross. The opinions stated here are our own and not those of our company. Thank you for tuning in and please feel free to share this episode.